0: Hello, and welcome to Spectology, the science fiction book club podcast. I'm your host, Bidrian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, each month on Spectology, we pick a book, we talk about it. Um, you know, this is one of our bonus episodes where we're not doing that. We're actually doing a little bit of a, you know, maybe punch drum year in review. <laughs> um, so yeah, bonus. we're gonna we're gonna bonus bonus talk about uh, 2018, the books we read, what we liked. Maybe a little bit of what we didn't like, but more focus on the on the positives here. Um, yeah. And talk about kind of the first, I guess, 10 months of the or nine months, something like that. The first the first chunk of the podcast here and just do our sort of, you know, what books we liked um, that we read.
1: Always oh, nice to look back.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Um, I We don't really have a... Uh, a format for this so Matt maybe like what how would you like to do this like maybe just talk about you know kind of our top three books that we read last year or something like that
1: yeah what are the faves
0: yeah what are the favorite
1: books favorite moments favorite scenes favorite characters all kinds of faves
0: right that's good I like that so um, I actually you've seen my ranking because I did like a a, I kind of did a pairwise ranking of the whole whole group and came up with a you know one to nine I haven't seen yours so what's your kind of like top books of the year
1: Yeah, I would say my top two, which I find to be kind of hard to compare to each other, are Binti and Children of Time, which I think is very similar to how you felt. I think so. Yeah, so basically I thought, I love both of those books. They're both books that I will, and I have, happily recommended to all kinds of different people. I think they have wide appeal. They're very different from each other. They're about different kinds of things, different themes, but they're both examples of science fiction at its best, I think. So really exciting to have experienced. I mean, I guess I read Binti originally, um, prior to this year, but, but, uh, I, d- I had not read the last of the Binti novellas and I had not read Children of Time. So it was very cool to experience those for the first time. Um, did you kind of feel similarly, Adrian? I think you, you said to me that your top two ish were, were those as well. Yeah, I believe so. I'm opening it up
0: right now, but, um, you know, just in terms of, the feeling i definitely felt that reading binti kind of like finishing off the series was a really fun you know in some ways i think those might have that might have been the most fun like series that we did um beyond like the book itself like we, because we read each of the books separately, we also talked to Tobias Buckel. He was like oh, our yeah. first guest on that month. We had to talk about Afrofuturism, Caribbean futurism, like all the different kind of like various, you know, Afrofuturism genres music you know we talked a lot about music in that pre-read which was a lot of fun yeah Um, that was actually
1: really fun to talk about music it was
0: i think we should do more of that i i I really like that that's actually one i'll go back and re-listen to from time to time because (laughs) it was a really fun conversation and like i learned stuff through that conversation with you and especially with with you know with toby with tobias that was a fun you know conversation so that like arc of five episodes or whatever it was i think was really cool and maybe kind of where we i think um because that was after the first two, but I think that's where we kind of hit our stride as a podcast. As I'm well. all about
1: striding, it's all you know, about striding. That's
0: where I, it felt like, oh, this is really gelling and coming together, and I see what we're trying to do here. And it's yeah, both to make both, sense. both
1: strides and gels, absolutely. And <laughs> <Yep. laughs> damn it.
0: <laughs> um, so my top book was my like kind of top four all kind like. It's hard. It's like these four shifted and like didn't like it's harder for this. So, my top four were Children of Time, which surprised me by coming out on top when I did the pairwise ranking. I didn't actually expect that one to. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine Fox Gambit, Romy Futch, and Binty. Probably yeah. more or less in that order, but like that order can change from time to time. Um, yeah. I think, you know, probably I would assume the one that's the biggest outlier in there between our lists would be Romy Futch. That's a very like personal book to me. Like I like that for a lot of like very personal reasons, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um and and I wanna and so that one felt like it it definitely deserved to be on there. But um yeah, Children of Time was a surprise book to me because I hadn't read it before. I'd heard about it a bunch. You didn't read it like we were both kind yeah. of a risk on reading that one.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, uh, you know, Binti, I had first read a couple years ago, so I mm-hmm. already knew that I loved it. So it didn't feel like a surprise. Although, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I did love it, you know, even more, I think, on the second go through. Mm hmm. Children of Time, like you say, it was a total surprise. I had not even heard of Adrian Tchaikovsky. And now, you know, I definitely want to go and read a lot of his other work. And I think yep. he's got the sort of Children of Ruin coming out, sequel yep. coming out in 2019. So I pre ordered that
0: one. So <laughs>
1: yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I uh, As far as Romy and the other ones, um, I think we generally have very similar sort of tiers. Yeah. You know, you're your sort of, I, I, I think we basically liked all the same books kind of mm-hmm. and it's just a question of sort of how we feel at a given moment or you know what has a particular personal resonance for us right so for me R- Romy futch was less personal for me I definitely liked it a lot I enjoyed it you know it was super fun I do find myself thinking especially about the taxidermy I was watching an episode <laughs> of uh have you ever seen the show pushing daisies no I haven't ah well we can talk about that uh, <laughs> at some point but there's a scene in one of the episodes of pushing Dave- daisies it's a tv show from like 2001 a, a while ago but it oh, sort of okay. feel, feels feels very modern yeah um it's on amazon if people amazon prime if people uh, are interested um it's a very strange show um <laughs> in a way that feels like very current of this moment when there's mm. so many scripted tv shows that like they have to be weird to catch your eye um except that it is not of this moment it's old and it's over it's been over for a really long time anyway there's a scene where there's a very weird character who has like taxidermy dioramas Oh, um, nice! And I was like, "Oh man, this is like pre-Romy." Romy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was great. I almost wonder if uh, the author of Romy Fudge hadn't seen that show because it's the kind of show that it definitely had a cult following. And... Right, Julia Elliott. Yeah, no, for, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't
0: I don't know either. That's that's fine. I haven't ever seen that, so maybe I'll maybe I'll take a look. Um, it's only one bit character in one episode, so I don't know. Who right. Knows, but what about um you know the other one I mentioned there, Nine Fox Gambit? Oh, like how yeah. his... love okay. Yeah. I
1: love Nine Fox. I, I, I have to say that it's like I basically had a really hard time among the books that I loved determining which I loved more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all your children, right? So yeah. I the best I could do was sort of tiers, and I think my top tier is Binti and Children. And then just below that, we've got Romy, Nomon, Black Tom, and Nine Fox. Right. Which I all, which, all of which I really liked. And, you know, I would happily recommend any of them. That's kind of how, so this is, this kind of gets into like, what do I mean by, when I say that I loved a book or I really liked a book? There's kind of two things for me that are the key things that make me love a book or that make a book like jump to the top. One is that it made me think something new. Mm-hmm. Like, I really prize the idea of a book as a delivery mechanism for a new meme. Mm-hmm. But meme is like almost at this point, that word almost has a slightly pejorative connotation. When I say meme in this, con- I just mean like a new idea, a new concept, a new set of, um, you know, brain shapes. Right. Um, and a book as delivery vehicle for that is, is like a really key feature of book for me. Mm hmm. If a sci-fi book or if any book, um, after I read it, makes me suddenly have new concepts to play with, new tools in my arsenal, um, right? That's the best. That just makes it just fills me with glee. I love it, and mm. you know that's something I got from basically all of these books to to in different ways. And that's that's kind of why I love saying that Binti and Children of Time are my two tops because both of them did that for me in very different ways. From Binti, I got, you know, just. whole host of amazing visuals a whole host of amazing like world-building concepts um the character of binti herself is a character who i almost think of her as um a more philosophically conceptually like politically interesting figure than almost any main character of a book that we've read this year and that's kind of another reason why Binti jumps to the top for me it's like that's interesting she gave me new new concepts in terms of characters mm-hmm. which was really cool mm-hmm. and children of time of course is is uh very different kinds of concepts gave me like the idea of um the idea of the future that we should strive for being this kind of fusion <laughs> with fusion with difference yeah. kind of like proactive <laughs> construction of difference the and future then with the intent squat. to fuse with it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's an incredibly philosophically powerful concept that I find myself using in a lot of different contexts. And I absolutely love that I got that from that book. Nice. How do you think of... Oh, sorry. That's that's the first thing I, I like about... Um, uh, that that makes me love a book. And the, and the second thing um, I think is, you know, if I would want to show it to other people. It's like how how the book makes me want to integrate it into my social life, I guess is a way to put that. Oh, so,
0: interesting. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, books are a part of my social life, right? They are a thing that I talk about with people that I love talking about with people. They are a thing that I love sharing with people. Right. And in probably the same a way bigger
0: that, part of your social life than mine. I mean, that's part of why I like, like doing this podcast is it, you know, gives me a social outlet for books in a
1: way that I don't <laughs> necessarily have as much in my yeah. day-to-day life that you might. Oh, well, I mean, you know, my day job has nothing to do with literature. Well, no, um, but your,
0: your, like, friend group in Boston is a very, like, yeah. literary one in a way that mine in New York is not.
1: Maybe, yeah. I sp- That could
0: be true. Um, it is 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> I hung out with your friends in Boston. They are, like, authors. Like, my
1: friends are not here. <laughs> okay, well. But, um, yeah, anyway, so in the same way that I like, uh, you know, experiencing books as delivery vehicles for myself, I want to think about how they function as delivery vehicles for other people, too. Right. So I
0: love... Like instance, there are books that you might love personally, but might also be somewhat hesitant to actually like
1: recommend to other people for various certainly, reasons. Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that's true for other people. Oh, anyway, yeah. how, do you, how do you think about what makes a book something that you love?
0: Yeah, it's, you know, that's a... I I you know in doing this I actually kind of purposefully didn't think about it philosophically and went about just like you know doing the pairwise wise ranking. What I did was I just took every single pair of books, compared them against each other, which one came out on top, and then like assigned that a point value, and then like you know rank the mm-hmm. books based on their point values. Um, and so, you know, part of this was a lot of it was feeling a lot of it was like, when I look at these two books uh, against each other, you know, definitely stuff like which one was more interesting, but also which one was just like more entertaining, which should I read which would i be more likely to reread since i actually do enjoy rereading books i think was part of it which is the one that like has me just thinking about it more frequently Mm. this is something you and i both talked about a little bit off air but like this idea of like you know there's some books where it's like maybe lower ranked just because i read it i was like that was fun and that was it you know it was like it didn't have me thinking about it constantly afterwards um So, you know, my second tier, actually, I think, is uh, because my first tier is like four (laughs) books. (laughs) My second tier is three and it's Black Tom, Rupetta and Nomad. And, um, you know, these three are all like these three are all like good and maybe even great books. But that had some element of and I was actually surprised when I did the pairwise ranking how low Nomad fell um, because it was like I really loved that book. But something about, I think, one, in that it's hard to recommend to people. Mm. It's a big, dense, kind of weird book. And, like, not one that I can, like, recommend to every single person. Like, not everyone's going to like it. And it was, you know, I think, too, like, my actual just, like, experience of reading that book was it was kind of hard for me to get through. Um, it It was like, you know not a page turner and and and, in a good way of like I was thinking hard about it and I felt like I had to be a really active reader with it um so for whatever reason the type of ranking that I did I think kind of pushed that lower in a way that if I just started ranking if I just like looked at all nine books and ranked them from scratch I might have listed that higher it might have been in an
1: upper tier instead of the middle tier Um, I think this gets to this gets to this classic issue of like Love versus think is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That people mm-hmm. always talk about with media. Do you how do you feel about that distinction? I mean, I it's
0: one that uh resonates with me very deeply. Like there's yeah. definitely just stuff that I I mean, there's stuff that I know is terrible and that I love. And maybe it's terrible right. in a problematic way, or maybe it's terrible and it's just like it's not good kind of way you know there's like a lot of different ways something can be kind of like technically bad or boring or whatever and i still might like love it um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is you know i don't necessarily want to you know there's this thing especially with the stuff that i love like the stuff that i think is good is more likely to be the stuff that i'll recommend to like other people whereas the stuff that i love i think is often sort of like like this is why the social element is kind of interesting because the stuff that i love might like maybe i'll record like i'm less likely to recommend it willy-nilly in a way or maybe maybe it's because it feels like a little bit more of a risk it feels like a little bit more of like this is a piece of Mm. myself something i think is good is just like hey this is a thing that has interesting ideas and like you'll learn from it something i love is like this is a piece of myself if you don't like it (laughs) You're judging me a little bit, you know, uh, for like whether that's fair or not. But, you know, that definitely that's part of it. Um,
1: That's definitely that's definitely true. I think it's interesting because I uh, I what I always want to do with this distinction is morph it into another distinction. You know, obviously, it's very I think it's important to talk about good versus love like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some kind of objective quality of a thing versus your own personal relationship to a thing. That's like an important and useful th- distinction when we talk about what we like about stuff. But I also kind of want to like subvert that dichotomy sometimes when I think about it. Um, I love it when
0: you ask me questions and then are immediately like, well, that framing you gave, it's the wrong framing. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it's my own framing. I, I, know, I it's I not know. you. Like, I know it's not, it's just, you, you, you have a
1: way of doing that and it's funny to all me. Right, well, <laughs> It's keep going, it's um, keep going. it's like a go move, right? It's like I place a stone near one of your stones and you fight <laughs> We're with it, not competing. and then it is revealed that the secret shape that I constructed is actually larger than the, your entire area. I mean the funny
0: <laughs> thing is usually I'm like, okay, well I'll answer the
1: question that you asked no, no, me, no, no. even I'm if joking. I think it's this joke. other thing. <laughs> I really wanted to know the answer to that question. I know, I know and, you do. I know, I know. And I'm basically answering the same question myself now by subverting it. Asshole. Which I, I guess it makes me an asshole i don't mean to be an asshole no, I, I'm, I'm kidding i love you matt this is right. good i love you too um
0: <laughs> again the, our punchy uh, end of the year <laughs> episode
1: yeah i uh i've lost my train of thought but but basically um i you know that's an important thing to do is to is to talk about that distinction and another mm-hmm. important thing i think also maybe put it that way another yeah. important thing you know equally important In my head, in my head is to kind of try to be like, okay, well, um, you know, if, you know, maybe let's turn this into um, recommending versus um, pondering. Yeah. Or like a different, a slightly different, you know, subtly different. Or sometimes uh, what I think kind of is of like, who would I recommend this to?
0: Like, because right, right. There's even books I don't like that I might be like, oh, this other person though, or this other type of person. Or If you like th- this, is why one of the things I love doing in the pre reads is if you like this book, you'll like this one, right? Because I feel like that's a really yeah. interesting way of like getting at what kind of ideas are there, what is it in conversation with, as well as just like, not every book is for everyone. Of Not course. every piece of culture, media, et cetera, is for everyone. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, there were books that we read that I didn't love. There were books that we read that I like extremely disliked, but that isn't to say that like, oh, other people don't like it or there aren't actually like interesting and even like really personally moving things in those books for yeah. other people. Exactly. I would, you know, never want to be like, oh, I didn't like X. So like no one should read
1: it. Yeah. X is bad. Um I'll say X is bad,
0: but I won't say, like, you shouldn't
1: read X because it necessarily... (laughs) Yeah. To bring it back to Nomon in particular, I mean, that's a book that I think has enormous social... Has, like, a really dense social function for me, but only with certain people. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, with a lot of people, it's sort of hard to recommend it. Because, honestly, I mean, I think it's a book that is very extremely for a small subset of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe a lot less for anyone else
0: yeah yeah and that's i agree completely where it's like there are certain people who it's like oh you need to read this book but then yeah. it's also kind of difficult to you know especially more so than harkaway's other books which i feel like especially gone away world is the other one i've read i've recommended just a lot more even though i think Noman yeah. is like in a lot of ways more interesting and has more ideas and it's more like yeah. current or whatever um i mean Gone away world is great but it's also and it also has some really cool memes some really cool ideas to it but maybe it's like i guess accessibility is the word like it's slightly more accessible yeah. it's more of a like just like gung-ho kind of rip-roaring gonzo story than gnomon is which is often you know goes goes like 20 steps to the left so it can go two steps forward which I, I actually, love I think that's great I really yeah. like that
1: it's funny this gets back to no like we're now talking a lot about nomon but I actually I found it to be riveting for long sections like yeah. I, I did find it to be a page turner um, and yet I also feel the same way about recommending it I think mm-hmm. I think it's clear I I know exactly what you mean right it's, well, it's, it's kind just of just very specific.
0: I think it's most fun to talk about the places where there's some disagreement because, you know, right. like that's the place where there's the most stuff to talk about. Where exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. 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 We both love Romy Futch. We also have, you know, three hours of us talking about that
1: already. That's right. That you can go that's listen right. to elsewhere. That's right. Yeah. And then so um, to say a little something about genre or fave, let's move beyond the fave yeah, books. Yeah. To, like other fave things. We We touched on a lot of different kind of. Genres or subgenres. Do you have a kind of favorite genre slash subgenre place that we went? You know, I
0: mean, you know, the all the three of my top tier, like my four top tier books are space opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's something about space opera that is. You know, both like nostalgic and future. Look at, like it's nostalgic personally because it's how I got into science fiction was like reading about space. It was like very much like, I want to read about space because I want to go there mm-hmm. someday. Um, you know, this very like kind of kid fantastical way. And it's still, I think, one of the like space opera has a easy time of having a lot of other subgenres. Shoved into it. Like you can have a post-apocalyptic space opera. You can have a dystopian space opera on a generation ship, for instance. You know, you can have like a weird biology space opera where there are like spiders on a planet. <laughs> you know, you can have like uh uh you Both, know two
1: of those were one book, by the way.
0: Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, right? Like you can do so you can have a, you know, it's like space opera is able to contain so much, and then it also just holds so many of these like classic sci-fi tropes that like, Like when you just come in terms of like tropes that I love, like fucking aliens and spaceships. Like I say Mm. that phrase all the time on here because ultimately, like, I
1: love that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How would you define quickly space opera if you can?
0: I mean, you know, I I, I don't like defining genres, so I don't think I'm going to actually answer that. Obviously, like books set mostly in space on spaceships. Whatever, but like for yeah. me, a lot of like defining, like getting too deep in the weeds of like having rules for genres is a great yeah, way for yeah, me yeah. to like totally. I, I totally agree with that actually. I, I,
1: but you know, just to just to kind of give a gloss to what you had said previously.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the spaceships, three books I'm basically. thinking are like you know Binti, like spaceships and aliens, Binti, yeah. uh the the Children of Time, and. Um, the the nine fox gambit which i guess doesn't Mm -hmm. technically have aliens but you know fast galactic empire, whatever bullshit um yeah what what about you like genre wise
1: yeah i mean it's really interesting i think um yeah like we can while avoiding getting too deep into like what is what genre i i think when i look back um what i really liked was world building i guess Mm mm-hmm I think my favorite books. So that's less shot, maybe technique or something. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I My feel favorite that, books though. were were so were, had like really, um, creative world building. I mm-hmm. guess I would say, and mm-hmm. they did stuff like they they were not too closely wedded to like a near future, you know, almost Earth or right. like a hard SF extrapolating from now to like fifty years from now kind of thing. They were much more. They were not fantastical per se, but they were much more into creating concepts out of whole cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a there are clear connections to like, you know, real things in both Binti and children. But I think both of them, I, I, I think of them as being books that are interested in um, world building as a as a technique and that do it at a really high level. Um, and some of the other books that that I also love, like Nine Fox and and you know, the, the you know, of my second tier stuff, like Nine Fox is also like this. It's almost mm. it's like a secondary world sci fi space opera almost. It's so far removed from a kind of you know current I mean,
0: Nine Fox was almost like a fantasy novel to me. Like it read more yeah. like a fantasy novel than like a sci fi novel in a lot of ways, which I liked. It's not a you know, criticism in any way, but it you know, in terms of that. Yeah, it's because like
1: At this, I I do agree with that. I know what you mean. But at the same time, like, as I think you said in our episode on it, it's the kind of book that you really want to recommend to people, to a a lot of SF readers, yeah. because it's so exactly the kind of thing that they would love with, like, the strategy and the game theory and the war and, like, how Mm -hmm. are we going to win this battle type of stuff. That's like an Ender's Game quality that I think is super popular among a large swath of sci-fi fans. Yeah. Um, And it's definitely doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. No, Definitely. So yeah. we we should probably start to wrap this up. Um, the one question I had for you, like I mentioned sort of, you know, what I think my favorite just group of episodes to re to record were, which I think were the like Binti kind of like that stretch um, obviously like, you know, have every single guest that we had on has been a treat yeah. and a pleasure. I mean, I think Super it's worth, worth saying that that like, you know. There's no ranking there. They're just all fucking awesome. And like, thanks to, you know, Tobias, to Max, uh, to Kevin, to Ellie, uh, my friend Britt, who you didn't get to talk to, but um, like, just so much fun. We have some really great guests, uh, both probably actually already released. Like, we'll be released after we record this, but we'll come out before we release this, as well as some like upcoming guests in 2019 who are going to be just fucking awesome like i'm looking forward to it so much some really fun episodes that we've already recorded the dope noise (laughs) and then um but yeah so like which which kind of like you know which like couple of episodes were the most fun for for you to record do you think that we've released at this point in 2018 i mean i
1: i totally agree with you i mean it's it's tough right because like i don't want to like i really loved talking to all the guests Mm -hmm. i had a especially good time talking to max max is a very uh, dear old friend of mine right. so it was really fun to have him on kind of for mm-hmm. that reason ellie and is we also got to do friend. that
0: in person which is really cool too yeah, that's the totally. only
1: episode we've done in person and that was so yeah. much fun <laughs> yeah ellie is also a friend and it was super yeah. great to listen to her just be smart at mm-hmm. us um so i mean it's it's you know I, I i guess i would point to those but it's like really hard like you said because the having the guests has been kind of one of the really, really cool special things about doing this. And, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, cool. It's kind of impossible to pick one over the other.
0: No. And I don't. I, you know, that's why I said like what group of episode I think, I think that is, I mean, I fully agree. That's, that's been such a, such a treat. And you know, it's like I feel like I learn on the podcast when we have guests on, which is, you know, not to say I don't learn from you or from reading or whatever, but like having these guests on, having these other kind of like voices is just so much fun. So cool. Okay. Any last thoughts on twenty eighteen, moving into twenty nineteen? Anything like that?
1: Change yeah. is always the same. I mean yeah. I guess we have I some cool I'll, books. I'll avoid up. saying what was that? We have some cool books coming up. We absolutely do slash I think, we'll be in the um, middle
0: of when this comes out, but <laughs> you know
1: yeah, I think, um whenever I stop to th- to to be like slightly serious for a moment, whenever I stop to think about the future, you know, like, oh, how do I feel about time having passed and more time coming up i think the the best place I get to that, or one of the good places I get to when I'm you know more successful than than not, is i. I feel like, you know, there's like I I, I, there's a way to um, be in the moment um, that, you know, doesn't privilege. This is going to be stupid. We should cut all this (laughs) (laughs) happening to double it. (laughs) Oh, God. I I, I think, um, you know, every time there's a new year. I like to try to be in the moment and, and like try to Mm -hmm. remember like, yes, time is passing. Sure. There is a past, there is a future, you know, they will be different from each other. Um, but let's maybe not, let's maybe take a moment to, to not dwell on that. Let's maybe take a moment to sort of remember that, like, um, if we think too hard about like the far future or the far past in, in a, in a kind of, um, anxious way then we will lose sight of the things that are happening immediately that we should be conscious of and mindful of Mm -hmm. um so i don't know that's something i like to think about maybe your mileage may vary could we could do a few heart sutras here
0: (laughs) Oh, the readers. Matt is very upset with himself for being serious. <laughs> no, I agree, though. I think, you know, I mean, like a lot of this is just wanting to have like some element of like, you know, gratitude practice and sense of like, this has been a really fun year. Um, you know, a lot of the books you've read are really great. I've read some books that I otherwise wouldn't have even heard of, which is real cool. Um, or if I'd heard of, I'd maybe like dismissed in some way or another, and never gotten to previously. So uh Yeah. I, you know, I'm really thankful for what we've done, what we will do as well as just like, you know, getting to be here with you, Matt, and like talk to you on a, you know, on weekly basis. It's, it's really great. And I'm glad I'm here, like right in this moment doing it as well as we get the chance to generally. And, uh, you know, I guess too, um, you know, thankful to everyone like listening right now, especially who's, who've, you know, gotten through this like half hour. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I'm sure it folks wasn't easy. Who, who listen to the podcast, who talk to us on Twitter, who email us, who do all this stuff. Like, you know, like I plug our Twitter and email at the end of every episode, not because, like, oh, I want more like followers or whatever, but because I like generally like talking to people about this stuff and I genuinely love the conversations that I've gotten to have through people I've met, like just because of this podcast. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just really nice. And, you know, thankful to like everyone who, who bothers to like download and listen and chat with us and, you know, you're all loved, (laughs) you know, Matt, I love you. Like this whole thing is great. It's really I love you too. It is
1: very, I feel exactly the same.
0: Cool. All right. Well, with that, our Twitter is at SpectologyPod on Twitter. Uh, email SpectologyPod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, also many big thanks to actually Noah Bradley for doing our cover art. You know, Thank he's you someone Noah. on the Internet. I liked his his painting and i emailed him asking him if i could use it and he was like yeah use it for free even though he's like a working artist it was super nice of him and you know I've been using it for a year and i just wanted to actually like give a get a little bit longer like you know thanks to noah noabradley.com is his website and um my friend W-J. jay wj uh old friend of mine i met him like soon after i moved to new york um he, his music is great you know he, he he's a really really nice guy I've always really liked him and uh, you know he also like I you know offered to like pay a little bit of money for the song he's like no just please use it um, and so really thankful for him for doing that you know both those guys you know helped us out a lot because we're, we're just two people doing this and so having that support and help from other people is really like other artists means a lot so you know thank you to them thank you to everyone for you know the great you know not quite a year yet, but but getting there. And um, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Cool. Okay, well, I have been recording.
1: I am now recording. Okay.
0: Oh, we lost that great Maddie content.
1: no maddie content
0: okay um (laughs) i'll just start and let's go into it and then we can figure out what we're doing as we go and i can edit around it all right are you eating a bagel on air
1: (laughs) it's not on air yet god damn it (laughs) yeah i was just about to start (laughs) yeah that's why i'm eating (laughs) Okay, you have to (laughs) stop.
0: Hello, and welcome to Spectology, the science fiction book club podcast.